0: Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Learning Channel. In the previous videos, we covered 3D tracking using either a Media mat or a Gmask Shape as an exclusive constraint. This allowed you to track a camera move within a shot… But ignore any foreground distractions that could compromise the track. In the final video of this series, we'll go through the workflow of exclusive constraints within the context of planar tracking. This workflow is slightly different from 3D tracking, so this is worth watching. If you would like to follow along… Please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively if you are watching the podcast version of this video… Then type the link displayed in your web browser. Before we start, I need to mention that this media was shot by Dizzy Films… And downloaded from mazwy.com. This is licensed under the Creative Commons 3.0 licensing scheme… So please respect the licensing guidelines. The shot you are about to use is 41 frames… So please set the Batch duration accordingly. Now in this shot… You would like to perform a planar track on the ground. As in the other shots… The glider keeps getting in the way. So let's see what happens to the planar track… Without an exclusive constraint. In Batch… Use an Action and connect the source clip into the background input. Now call up the Action controls and switch to a dual-screen split. When it comes to planar tracking, you can apply planar tracking to a variety of objects in Action. For this scenario, I'll use a perspective grid… But the steps will be the same for planar tracking on other objects. In the Action node bin, ensure the background is selected in the media list. Next, drag out a Perspective Grid into the Action Schematic. Remember to select the media you want to track first before adding the Perspective Grid. So 0 represents the background… But Media Input 1 will be 1… Media Input 2 will display a 2 and so on. With the Perspective Grid node selected… Hover over the result view… And press F8 for the Perspective Grid Object view. Now take some time and position the corners of the Perspective Grid over a large region of the ground. Next, double-click the Perspective Grid for its controls. In the Object menu, switch to the Tracking controls. Now there is perspective in the shot… And the Perspective option is on by default with the Perspective Grid. If you scrub the time-bar, there isn't much of a change in the pattern… So there is no need to auto-update the reference. Now click SNAP. The reference pattern at the top left of the viewer… shows the region that will be tracked. Now click ANALYSE. Almost straight away, we can see a problem… So stop the analysis. So the glider is already upsetting the track. Click GO TO REF to return to the defined reference frame at frame 1. Now when something gets in the way of the planar reference pattern… You can normally enable occlusions. This will ignore any obstacles going in front of the reference pattern. Click SNAP again to set the reference and click ANALYSE. The planar track fails again… So stop the analysis and go to the reference frame one more time. At this point, you might be wondering, what was the occlusion button doing? I did say that it ignores obstacles that move in front of the reference pattern. This is true and that is how it was designed. The problem you have here, is that the glider was captured as part of the reference pattern when you click SNAP. Therefore, it is not considered as an obstacle. So the workflow is to use a Gmask shape to knock out the glider before snapping the reference pattern. Switch to the Action node bin and ensure the background is selected in the media list. Drag a Gmask into the Action schematic. If it attaches itself to the perspective grid, ensure you break the connection. When a Gmask is connected to the object of the planar track, it will be an inclusive constraint. So in this case of the Perspective Grid, we want the Gmask shape to block out areas of the image. So make sure there is no connection here. Now hover over the object view of the Perspective Grid and press F8 to switch to the object view of the Gmask shape. Now go ahead and draw a rough shape around the glider. Ensure it's big enough to cover the glider and remember to close the shape. Once you're done, double-click on the Gmask's AXIS node for its controls. Switch to the Tracking Controls. As in the previous video, you can use any method to track this Gmask shape… But to keep it simple, you'll use a point track. Click ENTER TRACKER. Place the tracker box on the middle of the glider… And press ANALYZE. Once the track is complete… Press the RETURN button to exit the tracker. Scrubbing the time-bar, the G-mask has been offset due to the tracking data. To reposition the G-mask over the glider, switch to the Axis menu. On Frame 1, click the ADJUST OFFSET button. When you scrub the time-bar, the mask will stick to the glider and cover it. Now let's get back to the planar track. Double-click on the Perspective Grid node and switch the view to the Perspective Grid Object view with F8. Looking at the planar tracking settings, we will use the Gmask to knock out the glider… So occlusions are not necessary in this case. Under the Analysis Constraints header, you have inclusive and exclusive options. If the Gmask shape was attached to the perspective grid… Then you could use the INCLUSIVE options to include the Gmask's content in the track. But in order to use the exclusive options… The Gmask's shape must not be connected to the Perspective Grid node. Instead, when you select the option, it is called MEDIA masks. The reason for calling it MEDIA masks Has to do with the relationship both the Gmask and Perspective Grid have to the media. In this example, both nodes are displaying a zero that indicates the background. This could be any media input. But as long as the nodes share the same media input… You can use the Gmask shapes in conjunction with the planar tracker. So in this Perspective Grid Controls, click SNAP. Looking at the reference pattern, you should see a noticeable difference. The region where you see the glider is cut out. If you now press ANALYZE and watch the reference pattern during the track, you'll see the glider being excluded. In turn, when you scrub the time-bar after the track completes, you can see how the track has been successful and there is no longer an issue. The glider is completely ignored by the planar tracker as a result of using the Gmask shape as an exclusive constraint. Now here are a few more tips which can tackle even more challenging tracks. You do have the ability to have multiple Gmask shapes contributing to Inclusive or Exclusive constraints. In all cases, ensure that the media input is shared across the nodes. Secondly, you can create a combination of Inclusive and Exclusive constraints for difficult tracking references. Just remember that Inclusive tracking references are attached to the Planar Tracking node. While exclusive tracking references are never attached to any nodes. That is how you differentiate between two types of constraints. Now you have an accurate planar track… And you could begin compositing and finishing the shot. So that sums up how you can use external constraints to block out regions… When taking on challenging 3D tracking and planar tracking. I hope you've enjoyed this series. Comments, feedback, and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching, and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.